Happy birthday to you and to you. Here's a big happy birthday for us too. Happy birthday to the whole damn crew. Happy birthday to you and to you. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, March 9th, 2021. It has been 145 days since 20 nominations were announced. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Scamanini. And I am Broadway Radio's James Marino. Said 145 days? I thought yesterday was 145 days. Yesterday was 144. I changed it in my script. I might have misspoke yesterday, but who knows? I, it doesn't matter. Tomato, yeah. tomato. And let's be honest, we record it on a different day than I do the number for, so I probably screw up the number at some point, James. But you should know that. You should know that because as of today, we have been doing this damn little weird, freaky experiment show for five years, James. Five. Five you know? years. Tuesday, March 9th, 2016 was the release of the first Today on Broadway episode. I'm looking at that episode Ugh. and... We do this every year, James, and we talk about the, the news stories that were in that one. I'm going to run mm -hmm. through them really quickly. Sure. We started off with a bang because breaking news, nerds postpones Broadway run. <laughs> still waiting on that one to come in, as is Patty and Rory and Lindsay. I know they're still are wait anxiously waiting. Broadway's disaster to bring the storm to uh, the Great White Way tonight. So I guess that's first preview. Um, Dolly Parton is developing a biographical Broadway musical featuring new and classic songs. That's actually still in the works. I, I've heard mm -hmm. her talk about that recently. Um, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion musical will star AJ McCullough and Stephanie Wald in Seattle. That happened, but not with AJ McCullough because she got a TV show on ABC. Uh, Newsies National Tour will play its final performance this fall. Hamilton is going to go to Houston during the 2017-18 season. <laughs> and then what we didn't call it this then, but the feel good recommendation came from College Humor. And it was a Hamilton parody featuring German Chancellor Angela Merkel. So <laughs> that was our very first show five years ago. And it has only been downhill from there, James. Well, most people don't know this trivia. They, you know, we haven't really told them why we actually did the first today on Broadway. The what? The first reason because we wanted to do an actual daily news show, and then we stopped that idea. No, no, no. It, it was to celebrate Jennifer Ashley Tepper's birthday week. No, right? Yeah. <laughs> True story, though. I was going to a press conference at the Dr. Phillips Center. Uh, for the performing arts. I don't remember what it was for. Maybe Phantom, the Phantom of the Opera tour stopped. And James calls me. And I'd only done this week on Broadway a couple times. So I or you texted me and said, can I give you a call? And I was like, holy crap, what does he want to talk to me about? And you pitched me this idea of doing regionalized daily news shows for news for specific areas, like have a show for New York, for Miami, for Orlando, for Atlanta, for Seattle. And we kind of talked about that for a while. Then we realized, wow, that's way too much work. So we decided to just do a theater version of that. And five years later, I'm thinking, wow, that's way too much work. Why are we still doing this? <laughs> this is true. This is true. So uh, I think we should get back to the basics and we'll yeah. say uh, what's up first in the news. 
Well, the first story, James, centers around uh, something that we've been talking about for a while, and that is that brown paper tickets has kind of been short shifting um, a lot of its customers. But just on Monday, they finally reached a settlement to pay back a ton of folks. Now, you'll remember this. We talked about this. I mean, almost a year ago now, when the world shut down, a ton of theaters, schools, nonprofits, churches and other organizations had money that they were waiting to receive from brown paper tickets, one of the leading ticketing platforms in the country. And I mean, a lot of off 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 Broadway shows um, and theater companies use brown paper ticket brown paper tickets as well. However, that company just simply chose never to release those funds, citing difficulties brought on by the pandemic. Now, keep in mind that those were fees that BPT collected for shows that had already happened, as well as collecting money for shows that eventually never happened because of COVID-19. Well, last March, the company still assured everyone that because of the mass cancellations and postponements that they were just overwhelmed, but they would obviously eventually pay everyone back. It was just going to take a while. Well, that never happened. So five months ago, the attorney general in the state of Washington, where Brown Paper Tickets is based, filed a lawsuit against the company on behalf of the customers. And yesterday, a resolution was finally announced. The company will pay $9 million in restitution to an estimated 45,000 customers. Now, 90% of those customers are ticket buyers who had their shows canceled. And generally, those people average about $50 or less in monies that are outstanding. However, the other 10% uh, are the theaters and the organizers of those specific events, and they are owed anywhere um, from a couple thousand dollars to like $45,000. And what's also interesting about this, James, is that not only do they have to pay this back, they have to do so in seven months. And every 30 days, they have to um, to submit detailed reports on their progress to the attorney general's office. And to add insult to injury, Brown Paper Tickets has been ordered to pay the attorney general's office in Washington $70,000 for its time and costs. Um, Now, James, I kind of assumed when this happened that BPT would just close up shop and declare bankruptcy. Um, But they're still going and churning out absurdly nonsensically um, spun press releases about this situation. I mean, it would be sad if it wasn't so funny. So I I was thinking about this. Um, uh, So I'm glad that this is all coming to an end. And I I think in the article or somewhere else it mentioned that uh, Brown Paper Tickets got uh, an infusion of cash. I don't know if it was a new investor or, or something it. like that uh, to help pay this money back. Um, uh, and so, okay, so if, if everybody becomes made whole again, does brown paper tickets change their name or reorganize? Or I, I do do they keep going on, keep going forward here, or how you know? How does this happen? Because there, there certainly is a need for a company like this, but is this the company going forward that will be helping helping smaller venues and and smaller projects to get their ticketing in place? So it's very, very, very interesting. I, I'm, I'm interested to see this. And seventy thousand dollars for lawyers' fees—that's that, a bargain. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> it's not even lawyers' fees. They had to pay yeah. their own lawyers. This is just yeah, to yeah. pay the, the attorney general's the, office the to attempt, file the yeah. lawsuit. Yeah. Um, look, I, I if they do have another um, investor, I wonder if it's somebody who just wants their tech and will the either, John Gore organization. Oh, yeah. Did I say that out loud? No, wait. No, you didn't. You did not. You did not say that. But an organization that might have their own ticketing platform or might want to start one and they'd have no interest in brown paper tickets itself, but just want a the tech and b the mailing lists. Yeah, that, I could see that happening far before brown paper tickets actually reopens um, for other clients. You know, fool me once. <laughs> you don't get fooled again. Yeah, thank you, President Bush. W, the president. Yeah. All right. So uh, I guess uh, we should go into our uh, something we didn't have five years ago, I, our sponsor for the show. No, we waited way too long to get sponsors, James. Um, but yes, um, we are going to talk about our good friends over at ExpressVPN.com. And look, we are talking about theater and potentially a return of theater a lot this week uh, and a little bit later in the week as well. We'll have a special episode on that. But during that, everybody has been turning to streaming content, whether that is television or movies or whatever it is. Um, and unfortunately, a ton of these streaming services only allow people in certain countries to watch their programming due to different contracts that they have with the production companies and the networks and the studios that they come from. The problem is, is that whether it's Netflix or anything else, um, they keep raising the prices and limiting the type of content that you can see. However, that is not the case when you have ExpressVPN. You get your full money's worth with ExpressVPN by being able to sample all of the content from around the world that you are dying to see. So think about this, Matt. If you, in fact, were staying up with the news today and you wanted to see a, a movie called The Queen's Gambit because <laughs> it, might be, uh, it might be adapted into a stage I show... It might, it, be. it Wait, might be. Wait and see. Yeah. And, and so if you were an area that you couldn't see the Queen, uh, the Queen's Gambit, um, uh, could you possibly use ExpressVPN in order to make uh, the Queen's Gambit think that you're in an area that you can watch it? Uh, you are the tech person, so I don't know why you're asking me. But I yes, that is how this works. If there is something that is on a different country's version of Netflix that you are not in said country, you can use ExpressVPN to tell the interwebs that that is where you are. They have over 90 countries to choose from and that you can say, I'm here so you can see that content. Another thing that people don't realize, James, is that while Disney Plus is huge in the US, mm -hmm. it has not yet rolled out to every yes. country in the world. So if you need to catch up on WandaVision, which I highly recommend that you do, but you're in a country that doesn't yet have Disney Disney Plus, you can use ExpressVPN to do that as well. Yeah, we should find out from our friends over in the UK, uh, John Schwab and Matt Humphreys, to uh, see if uh, there's things that they need to see over here or vice versa or see our, our, our uh, uh, Donna Patton down in Australia. Um, yeah. uh, she's one of our supporters, our Broadway Radio supporters in, in, in Australia, and see if there's stuff vice versa from there to here that we should see there. 
but ExpressVPN, that, that makes it all happen, and it, and it keeps you safe. Uh, one of the things we, we've been talking, you know, ExpressVPN has to talk about uh, things you could see on streaming services, but what's happening in the news is that there's lots of uh, VPN services out there, but there's also free VPN services out there, but a bunch of the free VPN service, uh, services got hacked uh, in the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. Uh, and you don't want that to happen. ExpressVPN keeps you safe, keeps your browsing private, and is fast, super fast, which if you've ever used a free VPN, you know that they are super <laughs> slow. Yeah, so be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash broadwayradio. And don't forget to use our link so that you can get three extra months free. Yes, that's expressvpn, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash broadwayradio. And, uh... ExpressVPN's been really uh, a big supporter of Broadway Radio. So go, even if you're not going to uh, buy ExpressVPN, go check out their website using our link. Let them know that uh, that at least we have uh, listeners who are interested in products. So let's move forward into. Uh, oh, look at I, this! Next oh up in the news. Hey, did so you know smart. the Queen's Gambit musical is in development? Uh, not until today, I didn't. Um, but yes, uh, this is another one of those things where that's really the announcement. Uh, the Queen's Gambit musical is in development. We have no other information really <laughs> at this point. Um, but Walter Tevis's 1983 novel, which of course became a huge hit Netflix series late last year, has been optioned to be turned into a musical. There is no creative team yet attached. But one thing that I did think was interesting in Michael Paulson's article in The New York Times about this is is that the production company who secured the rights level forward is a pretty progressive leaning company. Um, And while they're fairly new to Broadway, you can kind of see the stuff that they're interested in based on the four shows that they have have gotten behind and co-produced. What the Constitution Means to Me, Slave Play, Jagged Little Pill, and Sexy Oklahoma. So (laughs) if you look at that, I would imagine that you might see some diversity um, both in race and gender on this creative team for the first time in far too long. But you mentioned our friend John Schwab. He appeared in an episode of of The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. So I think by contract, he has the right of first refusal to any role that he wants in an eventual Broadway production. That's how that works, right? Yes, absolutely. In fact, uh, he can demand uh, full first class airfare for his uh, wife and children, too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Ironically enough, his scene in The Queen's Gambit took place on a plane. Excellent. All right. What do we have in other news? Okay. Two quick things for you, James. First, on March 18th, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS will stream a benefit performance of Gutenberg, the musical, starring former Tell Me More guest Bobby Conte Thornton and Alex Pracken. Now, these two are both graduates of the University of Michigan, but they did a concert version of this show together at Green Room 42 back in 2018. Now, this is a musical that I 
think I have the cast album for, but I don't think I've ever listened to. I don't know much about, but I know that people love it. It started um, back at UCB. Actually, we talked about UCB recently, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade back in 2003, and then had an off-Broadway run starring the great Christopher Fitzgerald and Jeremy Shamos. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, to, uh, to watching this and getting to know this show a little more. Now, speaking of benefit streams, in honor of uh, Women's Month, Stars in the House announced yesterday that Anika Larson, Laura Benanti, Krista Rodriguez, and Brenda Braxton will guest host the show in the coming weeks. Larson will actually start tonight, Tuesday, um, and she will co-host with Nicole Lewis and... Their topic will be what I learned about women's history through the roles I played. And their guests will be the incredible Hannah Ellis, Annie Golden, Ruthie Ann Miles, Saikon Singbla, and more. Now, then tomorrow, Wednesday the 10th, Benanti will be hosting an episode on Broadway for Racial Justice, which will feature guests Brandon Michael Nace, Cindy Tassie, and the great Celia Keenan-Bolger. Details about Rodriguez and Braxton's episodes will be announced later this month. Okay, so now what do we have in our feel-good recommendations? I have a parody video of Hamilton about the German Chancellor Angela Merkel. No, that, no, I do have a link to that first episode if you want to check that out in the show notes. But but don't listen to it. It's bad. It's bad. is it bad? I have. Oh, I don't yeah. know that I've listened to it. Since no, no, I, I can't. I, I go back and I try to listen to early versions of uh, Broadway radio stuff, and I, I can't do it. Okay, I, um, which means we especially love people who have stayed with us this long. <laughs> don't know why they did, but they yeah. did. And we appreciate that. Um, but the first one is in honor of International Women's Day, um, Tony winner Adina Menzel joined the legendary Shaka Khan to do a version of I'm Every Woman. We have the video for that. It was in honor of an organization called Care Package, uh, which helps empower women and girls. So check that out. Then... Um, Ashley Park, Broadway's Ashley Park, um, she was a presenter on the Critics' Choice Awards on Sunday night, which nobody was watching because of the Meghan and Harry interview with Oprah. But she was presenting in the Best Comedy Special category. And just because it's fun, her category was a tie. And it was just so fun to see Ashley Park open the envelope and kind of get giddy and excited about a tie. It was a tie between Jerry Seinfeld and Michelle Buteau. Um, and to see both of them, um, some at very different parts of their careers react to that was very cool. And to see Ashley kind of geek out about it was fun as well. And then, as we mentioned, today is uh, International Women's Day and Playbill did this really cool feature where they asked their social media followers to tell them about women who inspired them. Um, their answers included performers, directors, lighting designers, and more. So they have this um, photo carousel of a bunch of them. And I was thumbing through it. And it, it's very cool, James, because it is a very diverse list, both in in race, um, but also in age. Um, we often think about the grand dames of Broadway and um, and all of those folks, but there's young performers and artists and older performers and artists. And it's just a really cool list to go through and remind yourself of all the incredibly talented, smart, inspiring, powerful women that we have in the Broadway community. Yeah. Uh, in fact, um, I, I uh, right before we 
started to record, I saw that the uh, the Broadway Women's Fund has released their 2021 list of women to watch on Broadway. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. And we talked about it last year. Uh, and so uh, I'll throw it in the show notes uh, so we can check it out. But uh, I yeah, mean, maybe uh, Grace and I will talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, there's uh, 15, 20 women or so, uh, including one of our favorites. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. That's a good tease. So, yeah. All yeah. right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? <laughs> All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. For the past five years, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening and supporting what we do. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. Ashley and Grace, where can people find you? No, you don't have to read that. They're not here. Oh, they're not here. But they'll be back soon. Yeah, to Grace and me tomorrow, Ashley and Grace on Thursday. Are you in? You and Grace uh, recording from Taco Bell? I don't know what this Taco Bell thing is. I don't understand. This is going around in our text thread, and I don't understand where this comes from. <laughs> and my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, with us. And uh, I guess... It's better, it's better than Burger King at this point. Oh, Burger King. Wow. Did doing? somebody get fired over that? Sh- I mean, a lots of people, because that wasn't just a one-off tweet. They had an entire full page ad in the New York Times. Oh, my God. Oh, they need to go. Yeah, that was horrible. All right. So uh, Matt, and, <laughs> Matt and Chris will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> still, we still can't do this. No, 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 no.